Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss six questions in nine minutes because leaders know how to be concise. And you may have noticed if you are watching this video, or if you're if you're listening, you're not going to notice this. But for those who are watching, you will see that I do not have a guest. That's because this is a special transition episode, as I like to call it. What we'll be doing is just very briefly recapping what has happened in season one. And then we will give a little bit of a preview as to what's going to happen in season two. So we're on a little bit of a break for a few weeks. For those who have been following, we know that uh, we haven't had an episode released here in a couple of weeks, but I wanted to just share a couple of recap ideas from things that we learned about in the first season of the Team Engagement Podcast, where we discussed those six questions and tried to keep it pretty brief to about nine or 10 minutes. But I wanted to just share a couple of insights from what we learned from so many wonderful guests. It has been a real honor and a privilege to have talked to so many business leaders all around the world. We have been blessed to hear from leaders who have led teams, both large and small, to hear of some fantastic ideas on how to build teams, how to develop leaders and really create a cohesive team that can get things accomplished in the work environment and, of course, in other parts of life. You'll remember that the questions that we typically ask, the first one is more of an introductory question, so we won't go through that. But the second question, what's the best thing about working with a team? That was a question that I asked all the guests and received a variety of answers. We certainly won't try to go back through and recap all of them. But I would say that one of the most common responses that we received to that question was to be able to build on each other's strengths. And I could not agree more. That's part of the reason why I wanted to highlight that. Building on teams' strengths, both individually and the collective efforts of the team, is so critical to really helping each team member feel a part of the team, as well as how they can be engaged themselves. When you know what the strengths of each individual are, as well as what the collective strengths of the team are, you can do a lot more to be productive as a team. The next question that we would cover, and the next question that I asked the guests, was how engagement was working for them. Are there things about engagement? How do you have engaged teams? And I received some mixed responses to that question. Some people felt that it was a challenge to get team members engaged. Others felt that it wasn't that difficult if you knew what to do. And once again, I agree with those comments. The challenge is that we often don't know what to do, or we think we know what we're doing, and then we find out that maybe it wasn't quite as effective as we thought. Some of the ideas that I would encourage people to really focus on with regard to team engagement, especially if you're the leader of that team, is to really get to know each member. What motivates them? What excites them about coming into work every day and to working, whether it's right in the office together as a team, or as many of us are under the current conditions, we're working remotely. What helps them to feel connected with the company? What are some challenges that, the challenges that they may be facing? Are there some things that you as the leader can do to help alleviate those challenges? Now, in some cases, the employee or the team member are having challenges outside of work. It may be family or maybe some personal challenges that for a time and maybe a little season creates a little bit of a distraction for them. But if you have a good relationship with them and you know them, you can help work through that little season of challenge there for that employee. And that will build loyalty that you can draw on in the future. 
I can guarantee you that a loyal employee is worth far more than whatever you are paying them. The next question, question number four in the sequence was, what other piece of advice do you have for leaders of teams? Now, this was a very broad question and, of course, a variety of answers. I think one of the best answers that I received was to simply be humble. Now, that's a challenge because as a leader, you should know quite a bit. You should know about your team. You should know about the work, procedures, safety protocols, whatever it may be. As the leader, you're expected to know a large amount, if not everything, relating to the job. But the reality is that we don't know everything and we don't need to know everything. As the leader, the most important thing that you can do is to know how to get the answers to the questions. If you don't know them already, of course, being able to answer those questions and know where to go to get the questions. But along with that knowledge, sometimes comes a little bit of arrogance, a little bit of I know everything and therefore I will just give you the answers and tell you what to do. But the reason why humility is so important is to recognize that you have an opportunity as the leader to draw on the collective experience, knowledge, wisdom, insights of each of your team members. Every person on the team brings with them knowledge, experience, and things that can help the team and the company. So don't be afraid to exercise a little bit of patience and humility and ask the team when it's appropriate what their opinions are. And I can guarantee you that that's appropriate most of the time. Certainly if there are protocols, safety protocols, or if there are rules or policies that the company has already designated, you need to operate within those guidelines. But certainly seeking the input of your employees and your team members is always going to pay dividends, but it does require an element of humility in order to do that. Question number five was a little bit of a longer winded question, but basically it was saying, are there some people that you would like to recognize that have had an influence in your life? And I was really touched by how many different responses that I received, in particular, those that recognized family members. I had a number of men that recognized their wives or women that recognized an aunt or whoever it was, but they were quick to recognize parents and the people closest to them as significant influencers in their life that helped nurture and helped stimulate excitement for an entrepreneurial activity. I was really impressed with how many people relied so closely still, even though they are now successful business owners and entrepreneurs, how many of them still rely on those same contacts, family members and close friends, as well as business mentors and experienced, well thought of individuals in the business world, really popular or well-known or almost celebrities within the community of business. The last question, tell us about your first job. That was honestly my favorite question because it was just so much fun to listen to people, to listen to people talk about their very first job. And sometimes the definition of first job can be a little bit loose. Sometimes it's that babysitting or lawnmower gig that you had mowing lawns in the neighborhood or delivering newspapers. But for others, it was more about their first W-2 job where they were working for someone else. And I will quickly share with you my first W-2 experience. I too started as a paper boy. I had a small route in a small town in Oregon. 
And I absolutely enjoyed it. I did it for a number of years. And for me, one of the lessons that I learned was how to really take good care of the customers. A simple thing that I learned, but it took a little bit of, uh, it was kind of a hard lesson. I received a complaint from the newspaper company from one of the customers that I had on my route. And quite simply, they simply pointed out that I had left the newspaper on the porch, which is where they asked for it to be, but it was absolutely soaking wet. There had been a rainstorm and I wasn't being very careful and attentive. And I just kind of tossed it on the porch like I always do. And without me knowing it, it landed right in a small puddle that had collected on their porch. And of course the paper was absolutely soaked, was unusable and readable. So they received a, another copy of that edition of the newspaper, but I learned a valuable lesson and that was to think about what's going to happen if I do even something that's routine how that might affect the customer. So from then on, every time it was raining or snowing, instead of leaving it on the porch, I would use the screen door. A lot of those homes in that neighborhood had screen doors. And so I would open the screen door, leave the paper and let the screen door shut on it. And then the handle would provide a resting place as well as a, uh, a way to keep it dry. And I actually had customers mention later on how much they appreciated that I made an effort to keep the newspaper dry. So for a young teenager who's learning about these kinds of things, that was a really valuable lesson. So I wanted to share that with each of you. I wanna thank everybody for their loyal viewership or listenership to our podcast. I'm very excited to start season number two. We're going to be recording here in the next week or two and, and start releasing new episodes at the beginning of March. And I'm very excited. We have some fantastic guests lined up and I can't wait to introduce you to them. I also want to announce that we're going to be changing the format just a little bit. It'll still be very short, but we'll be asking just five questions. We'll allow the first question to kind of become the introduction of the guest and have the five questions be more focused on business and some advice from the leaders. And there'll be different questions with one exception. I'm still going to ask, tell us about your first job because I, I can't let go of that particular question. I have too much fun with it. But I am very much looking forward to what we're going to learn in season two from so many great leaders all around the world. And I hope that you will join us for the episodes. We may not release one every single day. We may release just two or three a week and slow things down a little bit, but we are looking forward to some exceptionally high quality interviews with some fantastic people. Thank you so much for joining us on the Team Engagement Podcast. I look forward to the next season and I look forward to enjoying your comments and your feedback. So please let us know if there are some things that we can do on our end to improve the experience for you. Again, my name is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, go to teamengagementpodcast.com. Again, teamengagementpodcast.com and learn more about how leadership and teams can help your business. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day.